Hello and welcome to It's The Fix. As we kick off season two in this episode, we've all heard about Simone Biles stepping away from the team event at the Olympic Games for her mental health. So we're gonna talk about when it is time for us to step away. It could be stepping away from that job, stepping away from a loved one, or just a thing in your life that triggers depression, anxiety, or other mental health issues. I'll share how I failed to step away and the impact that had on my life. We're also gonna talk about the little traumas that add up to a big impact on our mental health. We think of trauma and we think of one big tragic event, but it's often those daily traumas, those little traumas we brush aside that actually have just as big, if not bigger, of an impact on our mental health. And speaking of which, that's gonna lead me to tell you where I've been for the last seven months in between season one ending and season two kicking off today. Hi, I'm Matt Tompkins, and It's The Fix is a podcast where we focus on changing from short-term fixes that don't work to a long-term fix that sticks. We each have a short-term fix, if not plural short-term fixes, we try and use to numb or distract ourselves from having to deal with the root cause and the deep issues that will actually help and fix our mental health in the long term. For me, it was drugs for, to be honest with you, it was an addiction. Uh, and I used drugs to numb my mind, uh, my body and my spirit uh, so that I didn't have to deal with the mental health issues I was going through. But for you, it could be junk food is your fix, your short-term fix, or maybe it's a behavioral addiction to social media. There are so many different ways we try and put off dealing with the root cause. And today we're going to talk about some of those root causes on a big stage and on our own personal daily stages. So thank you for joining us here today for season two. We're kicking it off here on It's The Fix. Be sure to like, subscribe, and uh, join us every Thursday for a new episode here of It's The Fix. Simone Biles has made national, international headlines as she stepped away from the team event at the Olympic Games in Tokyo. Now, there are a million things wrong with the Olympic Games in Tokyo. Uh, why they're even having them there in the first place uh, with their current COVID pandemic situation it boggles the mind, uh, but it is, it's ridiculous. They're also competing in unhealthy physical conditions of extreme heat. They basically, they have Nebraska heat, Midwest heat. And it's high 90s, extremely humid. The last time they had the games there was in 1964, and they intentionally held it back in 64, uh, back before global warming has just kind of changed everything. This was, they still held it in October because they didn't want to hold it in the summertime with the extreme heat. Uh, that is a lot to deal with there on its own. But then you have the mental health aspect. And Simone Biles has made, uh, as I said, international headlines. She stepped away for her mental health. And she's obviously on a big stage. And so that took a lot of courage and respect. Um, this news came just, you know, oh, less than a week or so after a, a friend, a colleague of mine, uh, Laura Blankish, with, uh, she was on Mornings with Nikki, where I was formerly on Mornings with Nikki as well on Sweet 98.5. Laura is an amazing person, and I'm not going to share all the details in her explanation. If you want to hear her, uh, the explanation in her own words, I encourage you to go to Sweet98.5.com, and you can listen to that segment where they, she talks about stepping away. But she's, she's basically she's pri prioritizing her mental health. And when I heard her talk about this, when I heard Simone Biles talk about this, we've had other athletes on big stages talk about stepping away. And for a lot of people, it's hard to imagine that. Like, what? You're stepping away from millions of dollars in endorsements and trophies and gold medals and your career? You're just going to set that aside? 
and it's for something I can't even see. It's not like it was for a broken leg or a torn ACL. It's for your mental health. I think there's a lot more support now than there was a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, uh, because there's a lot more understanding of mental health. I can tell you this personally. When I listen, when I listen to Laura's explanation, um, I felt very proud of her. I thought it was uh, it takes so much strength and courage to do that. Uh, the same goes on a on a uh, you know an obscenely large uh, stage for Simone Biles, someone like that. I mean, she's literally on all the graphics. She still is. They haven't even taken her off. On all the graphics you see everywhere. I mean, she's perhaps the greatest gymnast ever. And she's obviously a superstar uh, in the Olympics. Uh, To make that type of decision, to prioritize your happiness, your joy, your life. It's not just your mental health. It's your life over, um, you know, the the paycheck or the career. Or it could be over a, a loved one, you know. And it's just, it's reached a point where you... You have to make the best decision for you. That is very tough to do. So I have nothing but respect and 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 pride for what they've each done on, on different, you know, on different levels. But they happen within the same week or so. But I'm going to be honest with you. When I heard that, I also, after feeling kind of like proud and, 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 and happy for them, I also felt about this big. Now, you can't see right now, but like I'm making, I'm doing the little pinched fingers. So I felt about maybe like a quarter of an inch tall because... Um, I was in a in the same position in 2019, and I did not step away, and I should have. Um, and it actually started um, probably 2017, 2018. So I had been clean, I'd been sober for a couple of years, but I was still miserable. My mental health was in just a place of just pure misery, and I couldn't figure out why. And so. I did what I think a lot of us do is I tried to distract myself. So at the time I'm producing a, a TV show called Omaha Live. I'm doing that. That's a seven day a week job. No breaks, you know, editing marathons, all that stuff. And then I started, uh, took a job in the in October of 2018, co-hosting a morning show with Nikki uh, and Nikki eventually hosted with with Laura. And Nikki's still there, by the way. Um, but um, I took took this job, uh, this sweet 98.5 morning show position. And so I was doing both the morning show and I was doing the television show for the, you know, from October through the end of the year in 2018. And what it resulted in was all of my joy was gone. Uh, I was not happy. I was counting the minutes until things were done. I was hating myself. I let myself go completely physically and just did not have energy or motivation. I couldn't figure out why. And I started thinking, well, is it the job that's making me depressed or is it is it me that's making that is is it my depression that's making me hate my job i couldn't figure out what was going on and so the tv show wrapped and and that was good and um at the same time you know i kind of made some big decisions to uh to, to try and turn things around and so it started with just actions of myself and how you know i seeing a therapist and going through that um and you fast forward to the fall of 2019 and i started my my physical fitness journey uh, where, you know, I lost a lot of weight and was into eating healthy and got in just a whole lifestyle change there, which had a, probably the biggest impact. But for that whole year, from like October of 2018 through 2019, I was doing this morning show job because I was telling myself, well, this is my dream job. This is the job I wanted when I was 25. It's a dream position. Um, but the truth is, I'm not 25 anymore. I'm not the same person I was when I was 25. And I kept trying to convince myself this was the right thing. I did not have the strength, I did not have the courage to step away. And looking back on it, I should have. 
because it wasn't fair to me for sure uh, to do this and continue doing it when I knew it wasn't the best situation for me and my my mental health. But it also wasn't fair to you know my coworkers. It wasn't fair to Nikki, or it wasn't fair to to anybody because I I was it was impossible for me to be the best version of myself. So I was from October of 2018 through the end of up till November of of 2019. I was just miserable and was depressed. Um, as I said, you know, I let myself go. I wasn't uh, eating healthy and just everything was headed in the wrong direction. And it, it wasn't until I started to, I made these tough decisions to cut things out of my life that were impacting that. Now, I got lucky because, as I said, I didn't have that strength or courage to step away like Simone or Laura, other people have done. Um, so when they moved me from the Sweet 98.5 to co-host the morning show on a different radio station, same building, same company, um, but I was doing it solo. It was in a massive blessing in disguise because um, that it, it, it refocused myself, you know, and, and stepping away from something that just wasn't a good fit for me. And I, I, as I said, I got lucky because I didn't make that personal decision. It was kind of made for me, but I look back and I'm nothing but grateful for that. At the same time, in the you know spring of uh, this, so that new position started in January of 2020, and then obviously we get into COVID, and COVID is obviously you know not taking away from the, the tragic deaths and losses. Um, that was also a weird blessing in disguise for me personally because I could only work a few hours every morning just because they weren't letting people in the building. So I was able to spend more time on myself and focus on myself, and I was able to um, focus on the things that I really was passionate about and wanted to do. And really in January of 2020, I already knew that when my contract was up in October that I wasn't going to continue doing this full time. And so I started you know, spending my time focusing on uh, launching my company, which is a production company, and things started to turn around pretty quickly, especially with a healthy lifestyle of the right food. Uh, exercise and things like that on a consistent daily basis. And so when I stepped away, that was still a tough decision because I had a contract you know, in front of me that I could have done another two-year contract full-time in radio. But I started looking at it as like, okay, um, is this going to help me grow? Is this going to make me happy? Because you know, when the pandemic ends, we're going to be back here eight or nine hours a day. Is that really where I want to be? And the truth was, no, it wasn't. And it had nothing against the people or the place or anything. It just wasn't is it, we have those things in our life that just aren't the right fit for the right time. And each individual is different. And that is the toughest thing. And so I look back and I feel like I got very lucky uh, because I wasn't able to make that tough decision to step away when I should have. I should have stepped away. I probably shouldn't even accepted the job in 2018 in the first place. you know. But in 2019, I should have stepped away. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't have that courage. And you know, that's looking back is a regret. I learned from that mistake and I learned that, okay, you know, I have to make these tough decisions. And that's what I want to talk about in comparing this, these, these celebrities and these famous athletes and, and people and, you know, that we look up to these, um, you know, these uh, role models, et cetera. We look to them. They are, yes, it's a bigger, different stage than maybe you or I are used to, but it's the same difficult decision. And, we have to make those difficult decisions for ourselves. So you may have a difficult decision. It's all you, you know. Um, it, you may look back and going through therapy, I've been able to identify like what are the things that trigger 
my anxiety, my depression? You know, what are those things? And then can I change those things? Can I walk away from those things? Um, it's almost like a pros cons list, you know, like, okay, this, you know, maybe it's a job you have, maybe it's a relationship you're in and maybe you aren't getting the things you need out of that job or you're not getting the things you need out of that relationship. And so you have to make a decision like, you know, does the good outweigh the bad that I'm getting out of this? Is it really worth me feeling depressed and having anxiety attacks when, um, I, you know, I'm getting a paycheck and that's it. No, because you the truth is you can go get a paycheck anywhere. You can find the right job for you. And I think you're seeing that on a broader scale post. I mean, not post pandemic. We're still in this. But, you know, as people are going back to work, they're having a tough time filling those jobs because people are starting to realize, oh, wait, I don't have to have a shit job and I don't have to suffer. And, you know, I don't have to hate myself going to work at, you know, wherever it is that I go. I don't have to do something that. I vehemently do not want to do. I can actually make a choice for myself that is good and positive, and you can. And I'm not going to lie; it takes courage because there are consequences that follow that. So, you know, I mentioned a job or a relationship. You know, if, if it's a relationship you're in and you're not getting the things that you need, well, one of the outcomes could be that that relationship ends. You know, that, it's not saying that's what happens. One of the outcomes could be that you change and grow and become. You get what you need and you're happy. But yes, you know, walking away from a job or from uh, any sort of trigger that that activates your depression or your anxiety, that's what I've been going through the last, you know, seven months in dealing with, is that, you know, you, you have to be able to walk away from those things. Uh, there's a great exercise that um, companies do this, where they, they talk about identifying your core values what are the core values of your company and so as an example for my company two brothers creative you know things like honesty growth collaboration creativity like those are some of the core values so anytime i have a, a i put out an estimate or i take a job uh, from a client a video project or you know producing a podcast or whatever it is we're doing i have to look at those things that does this line up with my core values and if you you should do this as an exercise for yourself, because if you look at yourself and you say, OK, um, my core values are, you know, honesty and, and growth as a person, maybe uh, maybe it's, you know, being creative. Maybe it's um, helping others in certain ways. Uh, if your job you have or the relationship you're in or whatever the circumstance you're looking at, use that as a filter. And if it doesn't work, you know, if you look at a, a job like I looked at, you know, that my old position and said, well, you know, this isn't making me grow as a person um it, it isn't making me feel joy it's taking away my joy it's not making me feel happy or satisfied or fulfilled it's making me have you know tr it triggers depression and granted like my my depression is there and with a lot of people it's a that's a biological thing and anxiety and there are many uh mental health disorders I, i've been through them myself addiction there are things they're, they're diseases they're illnesses so it's not like they just magically go away, but you can remove the things that trigger episodes. And, you know, I, I was looking at over the last seven months, part of the reason I took kind of an extended break in between seasons of this podcast. And one of the, you know, one of the big reasons is that I was having, um, the first few months of the year was having severe anxiety attacks, um, and didn't know what was causing them. I was having, you know, and I still am continuing to struggle with severe depression and, you know, episodes where, I just can't get up off the couch. 
And so I started seeing a new therapist and I started working through and identifying, okay, what are the things that are triggering these episodes for me? You know, what are those things that are triggering those episodes? And, and for me, it's um, the main issue was continuing to do things, uh, work or whatever it is, that I hate doing. Because what I end up doing then is when I hate doing something, there's, there's no joy or happiness in doing that thing then I will put it off and I'm horrible at procrastinating. So when I procrastinate and I put things off, then I have anxiety. Then you have depression. You feel frozen. There's a really good way. You feel frozen like I can't do anything. And then you're so overwhelmed and you're so backed up with work or with kids or whatever, whatever it is you're dealing with that you just, you say, fuck it. And you lay on the couch. I'm not going to do anything. And then that obviously doesn't make it any better. It just gets worse. So I had to start realistically looking at like, okay, I have to figure out ways to eliminate these things that I don't want to do and don't have to do, you know? So hiring a full-time employee was one of those decisions I made for my company to do that. Now, you may be in, in a position, you know, I mentioned jobs and relationships. Those are two big things in most people's lives. Maybe it's a need you have in your relationship that you're not getting, you know? Well, it, it, you, it is not fair for you. Once you've identified those triggers and you have that kind of, you know, that actualization where you can see it. Okay, the light bulb's gone off. I recognize the things that are triggering this. And I look back at, you know, regrets. I, I don't have a lot of regrets in my life, but I look at regrets, you know, in my life and with, you know, when I was younger, uh, relationships, uh, sex, things like that, that, you know, I was never, I, I never got to experience like a lot of people because I wasn't ever taught about it. I didn't know anything about it. I was, and I became terrified about it. And then, then you look back and you're like, wow, like I lost 10 years of my life that I could have been, you know, maybe your passion or your dream is building homes and you're working as an accountant. And you're like, wow, so I could have just made this decision 20 years ago and I could have been doing this the whole time. The thing is, though, is once you have that moment where you realize what those triggers are, now there is no excuse. Now you know this and now you have to ask yourself, do you want to spend the next 20 years of your life, 40 years of your life? continuing to suffer, continuing to have these triggers result in what it, whatever your mental health struggle is, you know, when you know now what's causing it. And then you're making a choice to continue suffering. And like I said, that choice obviously has outcomes that could be difficult. You know, in a relationship, it could be you have to walk away from that relationship. Um, it could, you know, it can manifest in severe, you know, look at domestic violence and other issues that are abusive, you know, physically abusive. You know, where do those come from? Well, a lot of that is just issues that aren't dealt with, that are just buried down. And those are the causes, you know, so, or those are the effects. What is the cause, though? The cause is that you didn't deal with this thing uh, early on. Um, and I think if you look at trauma, it's, it, it's a lot like um, I use the analogy of with like traumatic brain injuries uh, in the NFL as an example. So they have CTE. So CTE is that. Uh, we're, I mean, most people are familiar with that. Uh, we've discovered this in a lot of athletes, even collegiate athletes, not even just with pro careers. But what they found is, yes, there are, there are big traumatic physical brain injuries, a big collision, and that could cause brain damage right then and there. You know, just like in life, there are big traumas or, or you know, big traumas in your life. It's a sexual assault, a rape. It's, um, of being physically abused or beaten up those are one like you know you know those are events major traumatic events but what they've found with the traumatic brain injuries in the nfl is that yes sometimes those those things can be 
really bad, those one-time singular events. But what is often more, just I'll say just as, if not more, uh, dangerous and results in more of these CTE traumatic brain injuries is the little hits. It's every single snap. It's the thousands of little taps on the helmet, you know, blocking a play, doing this or that. Those are really what build up over time and cause, you know, this traumatic brain injury that is at some point gets irreversible. And so using that analogy here, comparing it to uh, mental health and trauma, there are, yes, as I said, major traumatic, you know, singular events that can cause trauma the rest of your life um, that you, if, if not, you know, if not addressed and dealt with. But uh, what I see more that is most common is there are the little tra- traumas, the little traumas, the verbal abuse from a boss or the snide or rude comments from a loved one in an intimate situation. It's those things that add up because what we tend to do every day is, you know, your boss is a dick to you. So every day your boss is a dick. And then when your boss is a dick, you just brush it off. Like, I just, you know, I'm not going to deal with it. It seems like a little thing in the moment. But the reality is every single day when you have those things happening over and over and over again, they add up to big issues. And when they go unaddressed, then they cause major problems. You know, and I, I've experienced that. I, I think a lot of people, I think most people experience that. And uh, it's time, I think, right now to identify, you know, use that exercise of like, what are my core values? What, what is it that I want to filter my decisions through? How am I making these decisions? You know, uh, what is your system? And I know that seems like it's a lot of work on the front end, but trust me, in the long run, if you have a way to, to decide, is this best for me? You know, is this going to bring me joy and happiness or is this triggering negative emotions and and challenges with my mental health? You know, that's what you need to look at, because when you can identify those things, that's when you can figure out a way to stop doing them, working with a therapist uh, to address them, figuring out ways to cope with them and move forward with your life. Because uh, the last thing I want to leave you here with here is that there is a big difference between settling and compromising. There is a really big difference. Compromising is if, if, using, again, a relationship as an example. You know what? Uh, this, you know, uh, this person needs these certain needs. Their partner needs these other certain needs. And they compromise. Hey, you know what? We'll do these for each other because we love each other and we want to grow. So we'll, we'll compromise. And I'll do more here uh, so that I can receive more here. And, and we'll, we'll do that for each other. Settling is completely different. Settling is when you're telling yourself, this is all I can get. Well, what's the point? They're never going to change. Uh, I don't. I can't deal with walking away from this. Same thing with a job. Like, well, you know, I got to make a living. I got to take care of my family. As you know, make, being happy is secondary. So I'm just going to settle. So don't settle. Compromise is productive. Compromise is good. Settling is is negative. It's bad, and I think it has detrimental consequences in the long term. And to bring this around full circle with these stories we hear from people, I think a lot of people, not just the celebrities and the Simone Biles of the world, are starting to realize that there are a lot of little things every single day that I have to deal with that are these little triggers. They're those little helmet-to-helmet contacts, as to use the football analogy again, that have over a long haul, long term, it produced a really traumatic injury to my mental fitness, to my mental health. 
And, you know, I hope that you're able to identify those triggers. And, and I would suggest working with a therapist on that because that's not something, you know, you can think about it a lot and you can do a lot of self-evaluation. But having somebody there to help you who's on your side, I think, is, is critical to identify those things and then figure out ways to cope, figure out ways to heal, figure out ways to move forward. Um, they're going to help you with those things. You know, when I, when I look at these triggers for my depression and anxiety, um, the result, so that's the cause, the effect the end result is that I have a part of my brain that says, well, you know, there is one way to not feel like this and that's do these drugs, take these pills, whatever it might be. And those are the short term fixes we, that I mentioned uh, that we talk about, which is the premise of this show. So, you know, you have that part of your brain that says, well, you know, my partner isn't attracted to me physically or my partner ignores me or doesn't want to talk to me or do anything and I don't feel like they love me but you know what if I eat this triple cheeseburger in the moment that'll numb my this bad feeling I'm having and that's not a long-term fix that's only going to cause more problems in the long haul so focus on what are those things that are triggering your uh, those depression or anxiety whatever your mental health whatever is going on inside and respect it because we're starting to see people respect this nationally and internationally. Um, yes, it's an injury you may not be able to see, but so is diabetes. So is cancer. So is, you know, heart disease, cardiofa- cardiovascular illnesses. We don't judge people. Oh, you have diabetes. You can't eat this, this sugary cake. You know, what's wrong with you? It, we don't do that with that. And we're, we're beginning to not do that with mental health. But you have to tell yourself that and reassure yourself that. But your mental health, your brain affects everything, both physical, emotional, everything. And so it is more important than a broken arm or a sprained ACL or whatever it might be. So I hope that helps today. We'll be back every week with new episodes of It's the Fix every Thursday uh, here. Be sure to like and subscribe. You can email us anytime. Visit us online at itsthefix.com. And of course, we're on uh, Facebook. Be sure to like our page there. It's the Fix. I'm Matt Tompkins, and we'll see you next week.